If you're going to finish your degree, you have to begin at the end. When am I going to finish and how am I going to finish may be two of the most important questions you ask yourself as you begin your seminary journey. If you're in the middle of a degree program and you haven't looked at the end, this is an opportunity to make sure you're on track. So how do you finish your degree by beginning at the end? Let's talk about five ways that you do that. First of all, get all transcripts, advanced standing, and other credits accounted for. To properly understand how you're going to finish your degree, you have to know what courses you need to take. So to know what courses you need to take, you have to make sure all of your transcripts, advanced standing, and other credits are all accounted for. Let me talk briefly about each of these. Transcripts. A transcript is an official document that tracks what courses you've taken and how many credit hours were earned for completing the course. The most important information on the transcript is the course title, course number, and the number of credits for that course. So when you apply to seminary, they're going to ask for your transcripts from your undergraduate or your bachelor's degree. That's to make sure you completed the degree from that specific institution. Now, if you completed some work at another seminary, you should have that transcript sent to the current seminary you're applying to so they can see what you've already completed. So, for instance, you may have completed a course entitled TH601, Introduction to Systematic Theology, worth three credit hours at Seminary A. And then, when you go to Seminary B, they see that that course is on your transcript, and it's possible they can give you credit for it. Maybe Seminary B's course is entitled TH-652, Systematic Theology in the Modern World. So these are made-up courses, but you get the point. You want to get credit for work you've done if that seminary will take it. If there's some question concerning the content of the course, the seminary that you're applying to may ask for the course syllabus. Uh, usually if the course has covered similar content and were the same number of credit hours, that seminary will accept the credits. Not always the case, so don't take this as a rule. You can contact your college or seminary's registrar to have the official transcript sent to an academic institution. And the registrar, do keep in mind, they're not just going to print off the transcripts and hand them to you. The transcripts will be sealed by the registrar and then mailed to the other institution to prove that they've not been tampered with or altered in any way. Now, advanced standing. Advanced standing credits are credits that a student may receive because of previous work that they've completed at the undergraduate level or maybe even due to ministry experience. For instance, you may get some advanced standing credit for a biblical language work that you did at the undergraduate level, or at least get to count one course off or something like that. So there may also be advanced standing credit for serving in the ministry a certain number of years so you don't have to take an internship or some kind of practical ministry course. Now, this is all up to the seminary itself. They most likely have advanced standing guidelines spelled out in their handbook, I do recommend talking to a dean about it or an academic advisor. Also, you may not have to take the course since you received advanced standing, but you may still have to take another course to earn those credits. So you might not take CM599 Practical Ministry, but you will have to choose another course to cover the three credit hours that that course was worth. So pick a course that you would enjoy. Now, other credits. I put other credits on here to make sure you check over your academic transcript and talk with your academic advisor as you begin a program to make sure that you're not missing anything. Especially if you're completing a seminary degree, 
at a seminary that's connected to the place you got your undergraduate degree, or if you're completing another seminary degree at a seminary that you've already completed a degree at. You do want to look over those courses with an academic advisor. So, for example, I completed a Master of Missiology at Crown Seminary, then years later completed a Master of Divinity. Now, there were just a handful of crossover courses that had already taken in the Master of Missiology because that was a more specialized master's degree. So I could not take those again for credit in the Master of Divinity. That was no problem because there were enough courses offered that I could take to fill those elective credits I needed, and it all worked out. So you do want to make sure get all the transcripts, advanced standing, and other credits accounted for. Secondly, be aware of prerequisites and multi-part courses. So check with your academic advisor about prerequisites. Most likely you have to take Hebrew 1 before you take Hebrew 2 because those are going to be building on each other. You'd be totally lost to start in Hebrew 2 and not having taken Hebrew 1. But you may be able to take Systematic Theology 2 before Systematic Theology 1 because that material is not building on each other. For instance, my Systematic Theology courses were like Systematic Theology 1 was like five different elements of theology and Systematic 2 is five others. You know, in 1 there was theology, bibliology, things like that. Systematic 2 is angelology, eschatology, things like that. So the information was not cumulative in a way that it built one upon the other. Uh, Church history courses may be the same way. You may be allowed to take history of the Reformation before you take ancient church history. You get the idea. Your advisor can help you on that, but it is something to be aware of so you don't get thrown off in your course sequence. Number three, decide on your graduation date. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 8 says this, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. The end is better because you saw that specific task through to completion. And looking ahead is a part of that work. I think it's interesting also that the second part of this is connected. Now, this is a form of Hebrew parallelism. This is the way a number of these wisdom books were written. It's a synonymous parallelism. So the first section is repeated in the second section, and there's a connection made between the two. So the end of a thing is connected with the patient and spirit. Now, don't you find that a long journey has hopefully made you more patient. When you finish this degree, God willing, you will have found patience along the way. But then the second part, the beginning, is connected to the proud in spirit. Have you ever met someone who started something, or maybe they were just about to start something, and they were so proud of it, almost to the point of really being too proud? That's human nature, though, isn't it? But the greatest thing you can do is humbly plod forward, patiently plod forward, and see the task through to completion. That's the point this verse is making. So when we were preparing to go to Ethiopia as missionaries, a wise veteran missionary told us to pray about and select a departure date. We'd only been raising support for maybe a few weeks, but this man said, Look ahead and pray that God will show you when you need to end your deputation, your support raising, and leave for the field. So my wife and I prayed about it, and the Lord gave us a date, and that's what we planned toward. And when we were raising support, we told people, this is the date we're planning to leave. And it would have just been an 18-month deputation when some people were saying it's taking much longer than that to raise our support. But you probably guess what happened. We left for the field fully supported only 18 months later. 
Do the same thing with your degree. Don't just start and say, oh, I'll finish when I finish. Well, I'm afraid you'll find yourself years down the road and having only completed a handful of courses with no end in sight. No end in sight is going to drown you and it is going to overwhelm you. So decide on your graduation date. A fourth thing, plan out your schedule. Completing a seminary degree is a goal, not a dream. There is a difference between the two. A dream is some fantasy that you don't have any real plans concerning how you're going to achieve it. It's a pie in the sky. A goal, though, has clear expectations, understandable outcomes, and a deadline. That is one reason many degrees actually have time deadlines on how long you are given to finish that degree program. They know you need a deadline. A degree I'm in right now, you have to complete the degree in seven years. And planning out your schedule will help with this. I recommend you just get out a piece of paper or open a Word document up on your computer, make a row for each semester, label it, you know, spring 2021, summer 2021, fall 2021. If there are, are many terms in there, divide it up. However your institution does that, make a row for each one, label it, and figure out what you can take in each semester. Most likely, your seminary is offering courses regularly enough on a, on a set schedule, you know what's coming. Now, this is a little more difficult if you're a part-time or an online student, and you're going to be maybe limited by time and limited by money, but still, it's necessary to plan this out. I have a graduation date that I'm working toward for finishing my DMIN. I've got a Word document. I check it at the beginning of each semester to see what courses I need to sign up for and register for so I can stay on track. I love my work, but I don't want to be doing this forever. Now, number five, allow life to happen, but not wreak havoc. Life is going to happen along the way. Babies will be born. Jobs will be lost. You may have to move to another house. Sickness will come. You may have to care for an ill child or an aging parent. Life transitions happen. Many of the people I've talked to about their seminary degrees have had a significant life change. Some of them have even had to take one to two years off during their degree, and that may happen to you, and that's okay. Don't allow it, though, to cause you to be frustrated. The key is you stay engaged with your academic institution. Keep in touch with your dean. Keep in touch with your academic advisor. Keep up with what courses are being offered each semester. Maybe you can just take one course. Maybe you go from full-time to part-time. This was especially true for students I worked with at the undergraduate level. Sometimes they thought they were not going to be able to come back the following semester due to some reason. It could have been a number of reasons, financial, health, issues at home. I always warned them, you know, sometimes there were times they needed to step aside for a semester, but I warned them about the dangers of them possibly not coming back. Because when you miss a semester, you you go home, you get a job, you start working and you get a car and you got to pay for the car and you got to live somewhere and All of those things add up, and when you don't come back, it is increasingly difficult to break back into the rigors of of academic work and finish your degree. So allow life to happen, but don't allow it to wreak havoc. Stay connected to your academic institution. So if you're going to finish your degree, begin at the end. Get all your transcripts, advanced standing, and other credits accounted for. Be aware of prerequisites and multi-part courses. Decide on your graduation date. Plan out your schedule and allow life to happen, but not wreak havoc. Thank you for joining me today. If you haven't already, please subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode is launched. 
and take a moment to leave a review. Seminary support can be found in every major podcast player and platform. Please share today's episode with someone who you think would find it helpful. You can find all the episodes at www.seminarysupport.com. Send me your episode ideas or your feedback to theseminarypodcast at gmail.com. I'm your host, Mark McElreef. And remember, nothing will ever take the place of learning from the Lord Jesus Christ. He calls out, learn of me. And there is an open invitation to that classroom for all of us.